Welcome to Shooting the Breeze from the Competitive Advantage. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the next episode in our podcast, Shooting the Breeze at the Competitive Advantage. Uh, today, we're going to look at in more detail an element of, the, of all the work we do, really, uh, and it centers around this concept of elite performance. Now, um, if you've listened to our last episode, you'll know that our resident expert is my colleague and co-founder, Alan Milsop. And Alan today is going to talk in more detail on this, just to perhaps give a more of an insight on how it's relevant to, to building a business, particularly a service-based business. Uh, so, Alan, I've got a few questions, if that's OK. If we could start with a few questions and, and just see where this goes. Um, yeah, don't make them too hard, Paul. <laughs> a man of your calibre <laughs> won't have a problem with any of these. OK, first question. What is elite performance in coaching or psychometric terms and how does it fit in with what we do here at the competitive advantage? OK, yeah, well, you started with the toughest question of the lot there, I think. Um, so um, when we look at let me let me split the question out into two two areas, if I may. So if we first of all look at the psychometric side of it, modern psychology uh, now is is so advanced that it can really show us what our performance preferences are so effectively you can split that into two areas one is how our mind prefers to work uh, and the other one is how we prefer to act or behave in essence um, so what the this psychometric profiling does and we use one called spotlight which is one of the most advanced ones uh, on the market is whereby it helps a client really understand what their preferences are for how they go about making business decisions all the way through to their personal life as well, I might add. Uh, and that awareness is, is really very, very key, which I know we're going to come to, I think, um, from perhaps one of your later questions. Um, and really, when you look at elite performance, it's about trying to operate in your sweet spot, as I would describe it, as much as possible, because that's you playing to your ultimate strengths. But then critically, and this is the, the big, light bulb moment for want of an expression when people have and work with us on this is then developing that ability to adapt uh, and that could be by choice uh, before they go into a situation or before they carry out a task or a set of activities or it could be in the moment as well um, and the in the moment stuff is and i'll come to it later on is is very very powerful um, because you know the, the more adaptable we are as a business owner the more effective we can be more of the time and, and we can handle all the variety as we, as you well know, Paul and I do the variety of challenges that present themselves when you're running your own service-based business. Yeah. Uh, perfect, Alan. Um, and I think it's worth just pointing out here, you know, um, you are a resident expert on this. I have a background in a slightly different psychometric, but we, we share similar uh, perspective. There, there are two types of psychometric. And the reason I'm mentioning this is, Sometimes people can feel they pigeonhole you in, and, and define who you are. Uh, the psychometric that you use, Alan, and the, certainly the one I use, are what's called preference psychometrics. So the, what they do is they give us a, an indication, an insight into how we prefer to behave, how we prefer to process information, how we prefer to experience the world around us. That, that's very different to a trait psychometric, which attempts to define how good you are at something. 
Uh, and, I, and I just want to be very clear. There's certainly the preference psychometrics that, that we've, we use and we, we will continue to use about pigeon fat, quite the opposite. We, we, um, we use these psychometrics because it just shows how someone prefers to operate. And it doesn't define them as anything particular other than to give them an insight into how they function. I think I just wanted to make that clear, really, Alan, because uh, I've experienced over the years people can be uh, a little concerned that this might pigeonhole them into something that they don't feel they are or limit their capacity to do something outside of that definition. Okay. Yeah, I completely agree. I think typing is a very high risk approach and and certainly the spotlight tool that we use is anything but that uh, it's absolutely about highlighting where your where your major strengths are and how you can leverage them more um, but with the the big premise being on adaptability so therefore there's no typing involved um, and there's no fixed and rigidness mm. to how we operate as a business owner from using this tool and that's where the real the magic comes into it. Uh, and also, it's probably worth noting, I think, as well, that uh, unlike a lot of the other tools that are used, and one of the reasons why I chose Spotlight uh, and why we fully embrace it, as you know, Paul, is it focuses square and center on how our mind works, which is actually not really very prevalent in a lot of the other ones that are out there. Uh, and, of course, mindset and how we think drives behavior. Every time. And that's and that's why it's so powerful for, for our clients, I feel, because it really helps to get inside their mind, let them understand it in a far greater depth. And it's very easy to use this tool with the coaching that I provide, I might add, and then have that ability to have a much more um, conscious choice about how they, they think about things and how they apply themselves. Agreed. In fact, it's it, both of us agree this is so foundational that it, it really does. We build everything on this in what we do at the Competitive Advantage uh, it, it all goes through this process. In fact, that leads on to my next question nicely. Uh, you know, we, we at, the, at the competitive advantage, we practice what we preach. And I've gone, been through this process with Alan and I've got my uh, elite performance profile. Um, now, here's the thing, though, Alan, what, what I learned from uh, you taking me through this process and helping me understand my uh, elite perspective in my performance uh, you go through a thing that actually identifies where overdoing a certain uh, perspective or a certain uh, action or mindset that actually up front is a is a elite performance element. You know, I perform well in that area. But if I overperform, if I overcommit or if I over take more action in that area than I should do, it actually can become detrimental which is fascinating. That's correct. So could you expand on that a bit? I'm sure the listeners would be really interested in that. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So first and foremost, what we don't do with this is we don't focus on the term weaknesses as such, okay? Because there are other things out there that say, these are all your weaknesses and you need to go off and work on those. That's not our approach. Uh, first and foremost, this is a strength-based coaching program that we run with our clients uh, and you're absolutely right that our strengths, when in their sweet spot, are absolutely delightful and amazing. There is always a risk that if the context shifts, that if we continue to play on that strength or we dial it up even more, 
it could become detrimental, as you rightly said, Paul, to us. So for me, I look at there's two things to this. I think of my strengths on a sliding scale. OK, I'll keep it really simple. But if you think about zero to 10, if my strength of, let's say, for me, I'm very agile in my thinking. OK, I can very quickly see uh, potential rewards and I can very quickly see potential risks in things. So if I'm not playing to that and it's very low, I'm going to be very subdued in how I'm thinking. My, bright, my mind isn't going to be particularly active. Now, as I move up that sliding scale, that's really, really great because it's going to help me do lots of really, really cool things. But if the context shifts outside of my, my, in my world and I'm not aware of the fact that I'm now continuing to be really dynamic in my thinking, then there's a risk then that that strength effectively becomes overplayed and it becomes a, a problem. In simple terms, how I would describe it, I'm, because of my agility uh, of my mind, it's really great because I can respond very quickly to things. The flip side is if I carry on pushing on that, is sometimes actually I can be really disorganized. And that's how it shows up. So if I look at that in my business life, there is a risk that there are times when I could be disorganized and that could cost me you know, and cost us more mm. from the from a business perspective. So what I need to do is is play on that sliding scale so that I don't max it at 10 in the wrong situation. Mm. Yeah, that, that's actually I, and that's where it comes that's in. fascinating because what that's saying to me is it's not. You know, if if I take a, just a very um, potted view of elite performance, uh, yes, of course, we're looking at um, strengths and opportunities. But there's also uh, clearly an element that's about balance. We need to have balance yes. in working with these these uh, opportunities and strengths. And that's not something that comes up very often. You know, if you read about elite performance or if you listen to people talking about elite performance, it is almost always talking about just keep going, just keep pushing. And yes, of course, that is important. But to understand when and how to balance that to get maximum effect, I think that's significant. So good to know. I'd agree. And that's, that's one of the key things that comes out from both doing the spotlight profiling and the coaching that I, that I do with our clients is that absolutely right. You've hit the nail on the head is that ability to be able to kind of swing back the other way and, and keep in a perfect place in terms of your mind and your behavior um, so that you can continue to be really effective. Yeah. Fabulous. Fabulous. Okay. So here's the thing. So here I am. I have my profile report and I've spent time with you to fully understand how to focus on my preferences that help me perform mm -hmm. at my highest level. How can I yeah. implement that on a daily basis that helps me in my service-based business? Okay, good question. So there's, there's two sides to this uh, for me. Is One, there's the, the situational uh, element, and then there's the planned element. Okay, so I'll briefly touch on both. So from a situational perspective, you'll know, Paul, what your preferences are. Uh, and the key thing is, is having that awareness of what they look like when they're overplayed means that when you're in a situation or context, whichever word you want to use, I would say that that has absolutely heightened your awareness so that if you're not getting the result that you want in that moment, that you can now consciously go, hang on a minute, this is me just overplaying. I'm, I'm playing too hard with my strength. Mm -hmm. So therefore I can now counterbalance it because you've got the tools from the spotlight report and from the coaching that we've done together 
to be able to balance yourself off and effectively adapt a little, take a short sprint almost, and therefore still remain effective in that situation. Um, easiest way I can describe it, it's not you, Paul, but you've probably, for the listeners, an example is you've probably been in a meeting before and somebody who talks excessively, they, they talk lots. And then what happens is, is when they get stressed and flustered, they just talk even more and keep talking and keep talking and keep talking. So that's a classic example of someone just overplaying massively in the wrong context. So by having a heightened level of awareness, they could go, hang on a minute, talking right now is not the option. Listening is, and they can dial back. Perfect. Um, so that's the situational part of it. That, yeah, go on. I was going to say the, the planned part, uh, and the way I describe this and the way I, I depending upon what my clients want, is that think of it like a music playlist, okay, from a planned element, okay? So we build playlists because we put our favorite music tracks on them and they're, they're brilliant and we really enjoy them. So what this allows us to do is create a playlist for our mind and our behavior. So therefore, what we can do is we can construct a playlist that allows me to add in all of these other components that I'd like to use to help me execute a task better. So I'll talk about myself briefly. So again, being you know very agile in my way of thinking means that I am sometimes quite disorganized. And I'm not very well planned and structured. So I have a particular um, playlist called uh, Getting Stuff Done. I'll use the PC version. And within it, I have a number of different elements that I add to it uh, to control my mind and apply myself differently. So when I need to get stuff done, I put that mindset on. It's like putting a jacket on. I do what I need to do. I get it done. I get it done really well. And then I can take the jacket off and go back to being my natural self. Perfect. Um, and, um, and what's going through my mind, Alan, actually, is I'm listening to you because I'm always uh, on the um, I'm always interested in how this can be applied in a real business situation. Uh, and mm -hmm. what, I, what yeah. I like so far um, and the insight I'm getting from this is not only is it really um, effective in giving me guidance or awareness, shall we say, awareness on a technical basis. In other words, these are the areas, Paul, you, you need to focus on to achieve a more elite performance level. But I actually quite like the idea that it's strategic. And what I mean by that is yes. this, this your example you just used regarding a meeting and how to manage uh, the, the scenario when you might find yourself just talking, 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 and there's some silences, so you carry on talking, talking, and eventually that's an overplayed scenario where it's no longer productive. That's a very strategic view, right? Uh, you, this, is, this is about learning how, not just what, but how to implement elite performance so it's effective in many scenarios. I, I, I get a lot from that. I, I get a lot from understanding strategy and performance and strategy and mindset. So... Really like that, Alan. Really like that. Yeah, the, the, the awareness is one thing, mm. okay? Uh, the, having the tool and the capability to make the shift is the big mm. thing. Because, you know, awareness on its own is, is, is good, but it's not going to necessarily take you to that next level of elite performance. You need to have the tools and the mechanisms in place, which is what the combination of both the report does and the coaching, mm. to give you that agility in how you go about things yeah com completely completely uh, and you'll know you know me well enough right uh, in in personality types i'm i'm a i'm a big picture person and of course um all what you say is correct it's great having awareness it's great having insight but without the foundational coaching or the foundational even training at times 
that that mm -hmm. makes the implementation of this so much more effective and so much more real. So totally agree, totally agree. So here's the thing, Alan, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. You've nicely explained some great detail and context around elite performance, certainly the way we do it here at the competitive advantage. Do you have any insights from uh, business owners or businesses that you've actually worked with around this elite performance tool you use? Yeah, of course. Um... Of course, I won't mention any any names or any business names or anything else like that for obvious reasons. Um, I think off, off the top of my head, some of the key things that I've seen happen is where I've seen uh, business owners that are constantly under a, a lot of pressure and, and stress. I think we all are because, A, the situation we're all in right now isn't great. Um, but I think it is a... It's, it's one of the things that tends to come with, with running and owning your own business. So as an example, with one of the business leaders that I've been coaching... They've definitely found things like reduced stress levels is a big thing that's come from it because, again, they've had that heightened awareness of when they're going too hard on something and they have the tools and capability now to dial it back. That means from a mental perspective, they're staying calmer, they're more balanced, they're, they're looking at things from a different perspective, and that's generating new ideas for within how they handle things within their business. Um, so that's, that's one really good example. Uh, another example would be I know one client um, – they found that when they were running some of their team meetings, they, again, tended to lead very much from um, the bigger picture perspective uh, and expect everyone to be the same. Of course, everybody isn't the same. So what it's allowed us to do is, having done it with the management team there, is that there's a lot more tolerance within the relationships within that business. They understand each other far better and they're actually communicating a lot more effectively with each other. And, of course, in any business, communication is one of the biggest things that you know businesses struggle with uh for that i think other things that have come up so i've had some clients whereby they've now actually been more assertive in asking for business because if they're naturally not someone that's quite uh outgoing in the sense in the simple terms they may shy away from taking that plunge to ask about a business opportunity and i know one of the clients i was working with only a few weeks ago already they've generated three new business opportunities because they've got that heightened awareness and when they know that there's an opportunity now, they've actually got the tools to go, right, I'm going to ask. Mm. Uh, and they get that balance uh, right, which is really good. And also things like controlling responses, um, you know, how we react to uh, the environment and the, the situations around us changing, um, the, that ability to have a more conscious response to it. So in other words, we're not reacting the clients are now responding. And of course, when we respond, that comes from a place of choice. And with the tools that we use, the clients have a much broader and more effective range of choice. Uh, and that's really had uh, some quite transformative moments for, for some of our clients. Yeah. I mean, so that, that's an example. That, that's fabulous. It, you know, it's, it's nicely finished off this discussion on this topic, but I guess what I, why I see this, Alan, and, and you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not an expert in this. You're the expert in this. But I can tell you from someone who's been through the process and that applies this very, this very um, set of tools that we, we uh, use with, with uh, the psychometric, that it works incredibly well. And I find it incredibly effective. But actually, I'm finding myself using this more and more in, in new ways, in different ways than I expected, 
when I look at how I do my coaching and my mentoring, you know, as I said earlier on, we practice what we preach, right? That there's no mm, way absolutely. we were going to tell our clients to use this type of tool if we weren't using it ourselves. Uh, and I find myself truly, actually truly operating at much more of an elite level, but in ways I never imagined. So I, I, you know what, Alan, I love this, this idea of elite performance. It sounds a bit grandiose, but it's fundamental in achieving the outcomes our clients are looking for. If you want to go through a process, and we have some wonderful um, uh, frameworks and programs that we use here. If you want to do any of them, the real key is to understand yourself first, right? When you understand yourself, when you're more aware and you can implement tools and techniques to take advantage of those strengths and the challenges, then you are in a way better place to succeed and have sustained success. So, Alan, I, I've got to thank you. I'm sure you're going to want to say something at the end, but I've got to thank you for this. It's been fascinating. Would you like to finish off with any comments? I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head, Paul. For me, this, this absolutely is the gateway to a sustained level of higher performance. That's why this, this is used in the world of elite sport amongst uh, many other large organisations as well, because they know that the, the difference between... I don't necessarily like the term winning and losing, but you'll get the idea that, that the differentiator between that is having the awareness and the tools and the ability to be able to consistently adapt so you can operate at a higher level more of the time. And that, of course, in our world, for our clients, means that they have a far, far greater opportunity to build a really sustainable, profitable business over the long term. Fabulous. Fabulous. Totally agree. Alan, it's been a pleasure as usual. Uh, I'm going to finish off. I'm going to say thank you for all your uh, insight, Alan. It's been great. And I'm looking forward to the next episode of Shooting the Breeze. Uh, speak to you soon. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. And we hope to see you next time. For more information, please go to www.thecompetitiveadvantage.co.uk.